it's all just chemistry. We're just big sacks of chemistry. Yeah. And that's all it is. Yeah. And some people can think of my ideology of like, oh, that's sad. That's all you think about big sacks of chemistry. But if it makes you but happy, that's I think I think it's fascinating and amazing, like how complex organisms we are to like be able to have a conversation like this and have these thoughts. I don't think there's anything. There's no negative connotation to that. So you did that podcast with a guy in Ohio? Well, it's really live now. Yeah. Uh, it's not live, it's just recording. It's for, so I could cut shit if you want yeah. to. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know where he was from, but no, he, he was a good interviewer, I guess you could say. Did he have like questions and shit like that? Or did yeah. you guys just kind of chop he it He had up? like a good, I don't want to say prepared list, because I don't know if he was prepared, but he was good at rattling off questions to keep things going. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reached out to you because he saw you on TikTok and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, he saw my TikToks about my MD and he wanted me to be on it. So he DM'd me on Instagram and I said, sure. Well, what, what, kind of, what do you make about the TikToks? Like, do you show like your personal, like your day-to-day struggle stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, I show my day-to-day struggles. I show like just physically what it's done to my body and sometimes I just talk about what it's like and that's about it. What are some of those things on the day-to-day? Like, what's some of the things you posted about? Um, a lot of people are curious about, like, what I eat in a day. So I eat a lot of food. I probably average about 6,000 calories. Holy shit. And it just runs through me. Like, I don't gain any weight. Um, people want to know, like, physically what's, like, hard for me. And honestly, so my left arm, I can barely use so Almost everything is just like a little bit harder for me to do. Getting dressed can be hard. Showering, I have to like prop my arm up on like the wall and like use my head to like wash my hair. Is it is it like soreness or weakness? It's weakness. Like I have no muscle in my left arm whatsoever. It all disappeared. When when did you know that you had this? I got diagnosed my sophomore year of high school. It was that late. Yeah, it was that. Late. Did you? I mean, my whole life I was never able to smile, and I never knew why. That was one of the telltale signs that led them to diagnosing me with MD. You're never able to, able to smile. No, like I, my lip muscles don't really work. That's fucking nuts. And my eyes don't close all the way either. Like when you're sleeping. Like when I'm sleeping, or when I blink, and they just like go a little bit. Jesus, that's insane. Yeah, so the MD I have is FSH MD, which is face, scapula, humeral. That's where it's targeted the most, just this general area, and that's what... It was easy for them to find out once. Once it 
So what did they when they found out and they told you like what would you start did anything change immediately like they start doing something? There's nothing you can do. It's incurable. I mean, they're trying to figure something out, but as of right now, there's nothing. Do you do like PTs? I do PT, but it doesn't really help. You know, because it's just your muscles won't grow. Yeah, because they tell you because if you overwork your muscles, then it increases how fast they deteriorate. Does it have anything to do with you being so tall? No. No? no That's just, just like in your like, family? Yeah. Like I have three sisters and two of them are six foot tall. Damn. Yeah. Just a big family. Yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, no, just physically things are hard to do and... Honestly, I didn't have much issue when I got diagnosed. Like, didn't really feel that week. I thought I was fine. Mm -hmm. But since then, especially in the past two years, I've noticed like big differences in muscle mass and yeah. how quickly things are going. So I mean, it's like a little nerve wracking because you can't predict how it's gonna progress. You just have to. It's like a timer, and you're just like watching it. Yeah, you just have to go with the flow. Like I could not be able to walk in three years. Maybe less, maybe more. When you found, when you were growing up, was it like, so you said you noticed you couldn't smile, like you noticed like things were different. Did that scare you? And then when you found out that you had something, like, was there any like, I don't know, not like relief, the relief's not the word, but like, like comfort, closure that, closure that you knew yeah. it was something? There was definitely closure. Um, I mean, I was always just frustrated with the fact that I was never able to smile. When I was a kid, I wanted to play the saxophone. And I would go to saxophone lessons, but I could never make like a seal mm. on the saxophone with my lips. And it was just so frustrating for me that I had to like stop playing it. And then just years later, I did get a, a sense of closure when I got diagnosed. But it was also it was also pretty heavy at that time in my life and kind of went off the rails a little bit. What happened mentally? Um, I just kind of like stopped caring about a lot of things and I was just acting recklessly um throwing parties doing things just for like validation and yeah I was just kind of lashing out because I felt like life was short and I was just like fuck all this did it help you in um, that moment you think in the moment yeah I mean it definitely kept me occupied definitely kept my um head out of the gutter but retrospectively I mean there's definitely better ways I could have I could have processed my emotions yeah you know? it's tough that you found it at such a young age yeah um but there's nothing you can do so my mentality now is like don't stress about it if you can't change it mm. so I'm just dealing with it you know that's incredible yeah that's crazy do you do you, have you ever gone to like therapy or anything to talk? Yeah, I've gone to talk therapy, but honestly, it's never really been about my MD. Mm -hmm. Just past few years, the MD is kind of just like on like a side burner. I don't really think about it anymore because, like I said, I don't stress or think about something you can't really change. I do. I am diagnosed with depression, though. I think that's just because it runs in the family, and that's why I've seen a talk therapist. Um, 
but not really for my MD. I've kind of... Well, it must go hand in hand in a sense. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it does. Because even if you say, like, you don't think about it, like, subconsciously that weighs, you know? Yeah. No, that's definitely true, but... Honestly, I... Like, even now, like, doing podcasts, just being open about it, that's, honestly, I feel like the best thing I can do for myself is just to be completely open about it. For sure. And has that made you feel better? Yeah, it's definitely made me feel better, because, especially growing up, people are always like, oh, you're so skinny, blah, 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 and now if, like, someone hits me with, oh, you you need to eat a sandwich, I can hit them with, I actually have, like, a disease I can't do anything about. Yeah. So when someone makes you feel like shit, and it makes me feel good. So <laughs> when someone would say some shit to you, like, and you weren't open about it, you'd just take that on. Like, yeah, my whole life I just like took the shit on like that. Jeez. Just constant slander for being skinny. What school did you go to? Um, I went to Marlboro Public Schools up until freshman year. I went to high school at Lincoln Sudbury. You live in Lincoln Sudbury. Um, I did, I moved to Hudson two years ago. Oh, yeah. So I lived in Sudbury for five years, though. Because that's, is that school choice? No, I don't know. Yeah, it is school choice, I think. They had people from out of town, wasn't it? Like, um, this girl, Madison Kenosian, she's from, she lives in Malcolm, but she went to LS. Oh, okay, I got you. How is the atmosphere there about it like the kids around around you what was that like um actually it was great i i enjoyed it um they have great support systems over there um great guidance counselors great curriculums honestly just a great faculty and because i got diagnosed while i was in high school and my guidance counselor he was there helping me out every step of the way and honestly probably you wouldn't have made it through high school without him that's awesome that he was there yeah good people and i did get away with a lot of shit because of health excuses which is also pretty clutch too mm. so you gotta pay out somewhere yeah i mean well honestly it kind of left me unprepared for college just because i'm Going through high school was a breeze just because I had everything handed to me because mm-hmm. I had problems. Then going to college, I had none of that. Yeah. Everything kind of just hit me like a brick wall. But high school was good. Yeah. So that's definitely also like something you're factoring in on going back to school now. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't even know what I want to do. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about like spending 30 something thousand dollars a year and not knowing what I want to do for a degree that may or may not be useful for me yeah I hear you we're all in that same boat yeah question what the fuck college is yeah I mean I'm kind of on the fence thinking maybe it's a scam but who knows on the fence or you decided I'm on the fence yeah I'm on the fence it feels like a scam or something but then like I feel like education shouldn't be privatized. Yeah. It's it's tough, though, because you have so many people that need to pay, and then it's like, where's that money going to come from? I mean, well, if you think about where our government allocates all of their money, they definitely could finance the school systems. Like, we don't need billions and billions of dollars going to police forces 
Yeah. I think we could allocate some of that too. School it could definitely be easier. It could yeah. definitely be less money. And there could be public options. But I think the idea of private like private schools being gone, I don't know if that will ever happen. Well, yeah, not completely gone, but I think... A public option. If you want to go to college and you want something better than a community college, you shouldn't have to be in student loan debt for the rest of your life just yeah. because you want to go to college. No, I feel you. That's I hear you on that 100%. That's why I think it's kind of messed up. I mean, I'm lucky in the sense that I don't have to worry about student loan debt. I've been paying for college outright, which is great for me, which is also an excuse as to like why I should just go to school. But again, I feel like that money could be spent better even if I don't know that I want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I talk to my parents about school and like not going and stuff like that, they're like, any job you want at this level, you just need a degree. And they say like, it doesn't even matter what it's in anymore. It's like people just want to see that you like did it. Yeah. And then I'm kind of like, then what's, the, I don't know, what's the point? Like, it's just showing that I grew, I guess, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if I miss those, sit like, why it's, don't I just get a certificate when I'm 22 or whatever age you graduate at? And then you can just work for any like if the degree if the like area doesn't even matter anymore that's where they lose me you know what i'm saying because yeah. i get it if you have to get it in environmental science and then go to that area but if you can go into communications and then start working for an engineering company like what's the what's it matter yeah i feel like companies just want to see that you have a degree just so they know that you know how to put your head down and take on work yeah because that's basically all college is they've shoveling a shit ton of work on you and they just want to see that you're able to do it yeah and that's basically what a degree shows for school i heard someone say this once like school is just preparing you to work like it's exactly it's not preparing you to like be creative be passionate find a find a niche find what you want to do and that's exactly what i'm trying to do right now you got any ideas no i just i just don't want to prepare myself to work for the rest of my life first of all because i don't know if i have a long quality of life mm-hmm. so that's another factor that i don't want to feel the dread of going to work every day i want to find something that i love to do and something that isn't emotionally tolling mm-hmm. um i mean i love to paint i paint portraits um i love being outside, I love just like everything except schoolwork, basically. Yeah. Do you like your Volkswagen job? Um, yeah. I mean, it's great people. It's easy. I work with my friends, which is a plus. Mm-hmm. It honestly doesn't even feel like a job. It feels like I'm staying out with my boys for 45 hours a week. Yeah. I'm getting paid to do it, so. I mean, it's definitely not something I want to do for the rest of my life, but being this age and not being in college it gives me something to do with my days and stack away money yeah i feel that it's important and plus if i didn't have a job i would just feel very unproductive if i didn't have a job yeah yeah it's like what would you do with your days exactly but so going back a little bit to your mental health and stuff like that what's some of the stuff you like you were talking about it opening up and everything. Like you start, you start telling people that what you have now, and you start educating people on what what's really going on. Like, 
did COVID give you the time to think of the, like why you weren't doing that? Yeah, so being in lockdown, first of all, I started to see some of the biggest decreases in muscle mass during lockdown, and it probably was because I was just in bed all day, so my muscles started to atrophy. Mm-hmm. But once things started opening up again, started communicating with people again, I was I was very open with that, and thinking back as to why I wasn't open with it before, um, I feel like maybe I was insecure about it. Um, I remember like growing up and you see ads for like cancer kids or people with rare illnesses. I'm just like, wow, I'm so lucky that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like, thank God that's not me. And then turns out it is me. Like, oh, shit, I kind of jinxed myself out there. <laughs> so I kind of just, I kept it to myself. I didn't want anybody to think of me any different. I didn't want any special treatments. So I just kept to myself. And a lot of people to this day, even locally, like Marlboro people, don't even know that I yeah. have it. Just because I've never been completely open about it. 100. What was... What were you doing right before COVID when COVID hit? I was at Suffolk. I was at Suffolk when COVID hit. And then you finished the semester out? I finished the semester at home online. And then... Then you had a little summer. And we were still locked down for quite a while. Um, well, think, what was that lockdown like for you? Like, I, I honestly was loving it. You enjoyed all of it? Yeah. Really? I... I'm an introvert, so I just love being at home. I was with my dogs. I school was out, and I could sleep all day. It w- it was like a nice needed vacation for probably the first month or so. It did. I still I did get stir crazy. Yeah. After a while, but I did enjoy it. Um, and the pandemic unemployment assistance. Fat checks every week. I was living it up. Yeah, shit all the time. And I, I had one of my sisters back in town. She lives in New York, but she came home for quarantine, so I got to hang out with her. It was nice, honestly. I, I think COVID was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. I say that too because it it catalysts a lot of change for me having that time to sit with myself. You know, because like. Like you said, it was good. It was good for the first month, but then it got to me real fast, you know. Because yeah. I'm a I'm super extroverted, so not seeing people started to eat away at me, mm-hmm. and like all the things I associated with and like thought were me, like I realized really weren't like playing sports and like doing stuff at school and yeah. like be, getting good grades and stuff like that. I realized like, damn, that's all things I do, but it's not me. You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. it got me a chance, like. I had to sit down and be like, who the fuck am I, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, at that point, in that time, I was just a kid who smoked a shit ton of weed and played video games with his friends and walked his dog and then nothing else, you know? Yeah. I guess, like, that daily schedule could get pretty redundant and... I don't know. I don't want to say, like, sad, but you will start, it like, did. feeling, like, down on yourself. Like, what the fuck am I doing? No, yeah. That's why I stopped smoking weed a long time ago because... I would just like self-reflect and be like, dude, this is very unproductive and it makes me lazy and 
uncreative and like not want to do anything. So that's why I stopped smoking weed a couple years ago. Why? Why did you in the first place? I started real young. I started smoking weed in like middle school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably smoked for about four or five years, and then I think it was good. I don't want to say it was good that I started at such a young age, but I got it out of my system. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Growing up with like four brothers and three sisters, your parents' attention span is spread pretty thin, mm-hmm. so you can kind of go by under the radar and get away with a lot of things. So it's not I didn't have like super strict helicopter parents. So I was doing things that they didn't really know I was doing. Yeah. And so I kind of got all that recklessness out of my system at a young age, where most kids have super strict parents and they don't get that type of freedom until they graduate high school or yeah, college yeah. and then they just go off the rails and they fuck up big time yeah big uh, time. I know exactly what you're talking about yeah like those type of people yeah so honestly I take myself as lucky for having that type of childhood I'm in the same boat yeah because my parents were never strict they they, didn't, they weren't going to yell or scream at me for shit because they're like, then you stop talking to us and then like, yeah. then where are we then, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I, I didn't start smoking until like sophomore year, end of sophomore year and I did it pretty frequently up until COVID and like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it like with my friends like talking and you get whatever, you get anxious and shit like that. You start talking about how to out of this earth stuff like it, it does make you and it does and for me personally it does make me more creative I yeah can, i can start to think out of the box and stuff like that see things from others people's perspective like mm. really self-reflect but then it got to a point where i was just doing it to do it you know what i'm saying like at first yeah. it was fun because of all that stuff and then i was just doing it to do it and then like you really realize it's a problem when you're just doing it alone you know yeah you're just going down the end of the street to do it and then coming back so you can what play video games and hang out yeah. And then I was like, there was a point where I was like, am I even getting like high anymore or am I just doing it, you know? Exactly. And I'm just anti-forming dependencies on like any type of substance. Any type of mind-altering substance, yeah. I should say. I mean, I am addicted to caffeine and nicotine. Yeah. So I'm being a little bit of a hypocrite, but it doesn't necessarily alter my thought processes Yeah. in a certain way. I get what you're saying. I also agree. I don't like to be dependent on anything. Um, my, I'm, I drink, I drink coffee in the morning. But I like the past couple of days actually, I've been feeling mad tired and lethargic, and I've been like, I think like I'm getting reliant on it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I need. But then it, my like my reasoning being that I'm not relying on it is it hasn't been sunny and it's been cold and shit like that and rainy and like for my job it's just not fun when that's the case. You know. Right. But I don't know. I try, I like, even with that, like, after, I used to not think about it at all, like, with smoking, stuff like that, I used to not think about, like, dependencies or care about it, but then when I identified, like, oh, smoking was not good for me, like, I was addicted, like, I needed it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, everything I introduce, like, I really am careful about it before, like, I start doing it, because I don't want that to happen again, you know? Yeah. Um, coffee, I'm definitely addicted to it like if I don't drink my coffee I have like a really bad headache I'm in a bad mood yeah so I kind of did fuck up by getting myself into the whole coffee thing and also the whole jewel thing but it's easy for me to just blame jeweling on 
big tobacco for targeting the youth. Yeah. That's my go. You still drool? Yeah. And like, if you know it's bad, like what what keeps you doing it? It's it's just so hard not to stop. Like the amount of nicotine they put in those things, they wanted to get you hooked. And it's just so hard to drop. I've tried, but I just, I can't, I can't. My doctors have been telling me to like stop for probably a few years now. How have you tried? I've tried cold turkey. I've tried getting like grosser flavors. So maybe I wouldn't want to hit it as much. But then you just get used to the gross flavors and do it anyway. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I've tried to wean myself off by, like, allocating usage per day, like, only in the morning. And then, Do your parents know? Yeah. And your doctor's involved? Yeah. And have they suggested, like, routes, paths, like, what to do? Um, they just tell me, like, I really got to stop. They haven't, like, offered me... An alternative? Yeah. Is it... Because so, this is supposed to be the alternative to... Yeah, yeah. Smoking cigarettes. Is it, like, the head rush, or is it, like, I know some people just have, like, the oral fixation, like, just hitting it, like, just doing something? It's gotta be a little bit of both, honestly. Yeah. But also, like, the same way you get cranky when you don't have your coffee, mm-hmm. the same thing applies to nicotine, and also the oral fixation, and also the head rush. When you went cold turkey, how long... How long... Did it last? I made it about three days. Three days? And in those days, what was it like? I was, it was brutal. I didn't want to be social whatsoever. I was just very irritated. Yeah. I didn't want to like talk to anyone. I was just like kind of an asshole. You ever thinking about trying to do something like that again? Yeah. No, I definitely need to for... You just gotta fill your time with shit. You just gotta find shit to do, you know? Yeah. And, like, if you gotta be alone with it, then that's how it is, you know? Like, maybe you, you do it for a week and, like, shit, for that week, like, you are that irritable person, but people are like, fuck, he's doing something kind of hard, you know? Yeah. Also, being at work where everybody has a nicotine addiction because we're all just, like, kind of sitting around all day, it's just, it's just all around there. So, being in that environment as well, it's also gonna make it hard to quit. Mm-hmm. But I know that I need to because of all my underlying health issues. Mm-hmm. Like, I have I have a heart problem, too. I have a heart condition. And that's why they've been telling me to stop jeweling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it makes sense. That shit's, like, definitely not helping, you know? Yeah. But I feel you. Addiction's tough to curb. It is. But you just... I mean, my... I mean, I have no experience with this whatsoever. But, like definitely just filling your day with shit and like whatever you feel like doing do you know like if it is being alone if it is i don't know painting instead if it is something to distract the mind you know mm-hmm. try meditating or something like that yeah no it's just it's i would say the biggest obstacle to overcome is workplace environment yeah it's just because it's everywhere try chewing gum try spitting seeds try something yeah. you know because no, that's just no good. It's not. Most like with my heart condition, I'm already at an increased risk of stroke. Yeah. Which is like scary for like a 20 year old. Yeah. To like have on their plate. Mm. And I mean, and that's also probably part of the reason you've done it, you know, is the stress of all that stuff, you know, it's a stress reliever. Yeah. 
And also, I'm not super motivated to quit because, I mean, sure, it could prolong my life, but then I'm also in the same boat where it's just like, do I want to prolong my life if I'm not going to have a great quality of life down the road? You know, I don't want to be a vegetable per se. Like, I, I would rather not be alive and be confined to like a wheelchair. Yeah. And that may be like dark to say or dark to think. But about. that's your reality. That's that's how I feel. Like I don't, I don't want to be dependent on anybody. I don't want anyone to have to take care of me. And I don't want to be stuck in a chair. Yeah. It's tough because you don't know for sure, you know, and like yeah. hitting nicotine could put you in a worse place faster. Whereas if you don't do it, you you could have that longer quality of life, higher quality of life, you know, mm-hmm. you could, any, you could make anything happen, you know, if you, if you really want it, if you really work towards it and stuff, it's, it's tough. Yeah. But, um, I will eventually tackle the, the nicotine problem. Yeah. It's like you say, people, the biggest thing people say is their environment. When they're around other kids who do it yeah. and don't think about it, it's over. Like, it's just like, they're just going to hit it, you know? Yeah. I am gonna like try to get my friends to hop on board with me. Like if I got beef too. If you could get all, if you all agreed, picked a date, and just started that day, yeah. you definitely could do it. A group of people trying to do it is yeah. probably way easier. Yeah, and moral support. It's because it's relatable. You'd all feel like shit, and then you go in, and you wouldn't be like, "Oh, I'm the only one who feels like shit." We all feel like shit, you know? Yeah. But then if everybody's cranking and feeling like shit in the work environment, and that kind of makes the work environment. For what, a week, two weeks? Or you, yeah. You know? It's a grind, like, it's just something you got, like, it's gonna suck at some point, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. At one point or another, it's gonna be, it's gonna suck, because it's a hole that you guys all are in right now, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, if you could get through it and get to the other side, like, that shit will feel amazing. You you will be surprised what, what might come back, you know, like what like what you might start feeling. Might have more energy to do things. Might yeah. might be motivated to try new things, you know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe more, I'll be more physically active, better for my lungs and whatnot. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, no, I I'll talk to the guys at work trying to figure something out. Do you believe in like manifesting and stuff? Honestly, not really. I'm kind of like a very black and white person when it comes to believing in things. I don't believe in a lot of things. What do you believe in? Uh, religiously, nothing. Nothing. Um, I mean, my father's side of the family is Jewish. My mother's side is Roman Catholic. Um, I I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in astrology. I don't believe in. I don't know. I maybe it's naive of me. I just feel like I need to see physical evidence to believe in something. Yeah. You know. What do you think happens when you die? Nothing. You think lights just go out? Um, it's off. It's nothing. And that's it. Yeah. You don't think there's another chance to reincarnate or anything? Some of my family members believe in reincarnation. I, I don't. What do you think you're here for then? It's just an accident. It's just random. 
Um, I mean, I think we can all make a personal purpose for ourselves, but I don't think each and every one of us was put on this earth with a specific purpose predetermined. Yeah. You know. And you've always thought like this? Yeah. Always. Never. Never really believed in much. And you just, like, not having a belief doesn't scare you at all. You're just, you're, you're fine with yeah the way it is. Uh, I mean, I'm honestly kind of nihilistic. I would say I'm an optimistic nihilist, which is nothing matters, so just do what makes yourself happy. Yeah. You know? Well, that's something, if you think happiness is important. Yeah. That's, mean, that's a purpose in a sense. Yeah, feeling good is important. I, I want to do what makes me happy, and that's what I believe in. I believe in making myself happy. Yeah, I can agree with that. I just don't believe in a higher power or an afterlife. That's what I'm not. So what you, like, what do you think this is then? Like this earth and space and all that. It's just here. It's just here. There's an, hmm, interesting. Do you believe in like, like do you pick up like vibes in a room? Yeah, well, I can definitely feel like people's attitudes and... And their energy? And their energy, yeah. You, do you like believe in instinct? Yeah. Like much. intuition? Yeah. That doesn't make you think of anything like higher at all? I remember, no, I just think that's something that's in our DNA from years and years, like evolution, I guess you could say, like natural instincts, like animals are born with. Yeah. You know? When I say instinct, I mean kind of meant like intuition, like, like you ever have a moment or something you can remember where you like felt like gut feeling that something bad was about to happen yeah. and it did? Yeah, like fight or flight response. Yeah. No, no, but, but before that, like you, you're in a room right now and you're like, I get a bad feeling right now. Yeah. And then something that you should have got a bad feeling about happens. Mm-hmm. That, you know, I, I can, I can't think of a specific instance where that's happened to me, but I definitely know what you're talking about. But I, well, maybe it's just the fact that our bodies are able to perceive energies and things like that, but still that doesn't make me think of a higher power or something like a like a guardian angel some type of thing like that no yeah no yeah it's just always been hard for me to wrap my head around it because I always just feel like I need physical proof yeah I mean and I'm not trying to knock anybody who believes in anything because Seeing is believing, and that's what you're saying. You haven't seen shit. And if it helps someone in their day-to-day life to believe those kind of things, like, great for them. Like, I'm all for that. Mm. Like, the Bible gives people great morals. Mm. All the parables and things, like, it helps people become good people, and I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah. So, I definitely have, like, no shade, or I'm not against anybody who believes in things. It's just, I've never been able to grasp onto a belief like that and I'm honestly envious of people who have you uh, explored it have you tried to find a belief or you just kind of been like if it was to be it would come to me yeah I have tried I've like looked into everything but like what um well I mean 
My old dad's side of the family is Jewish. I tried going to Hebrew school. That didn't work. Um, Catholicism, Christianity. I used to go to church with Rainer. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though they were speaking Spanish, like I still tried because it should have been like a feeling. Yeah. I didn't get that feeling. Um, I've looked into like Buddhism and whatnot. And when it comes to religion, I think it's like a no for me. What but, aspects of Buddhism? Um, like letting go of all worldly possessions. Like yeah. there's, there's definitely like great aspects to pull from religion like Buddhism, but the idea that like all life is is pain and stuff like that. Yeah, that's a big ideal from Buddhism. Yeah, and that there's only suffering and we just need to learn with the, like to deal with it. Yeah, um, but I started getting more into philosophy and. I think that's better for me because then I can agree with a philosophy or what mm. a philosopher has to say. You know, what some of the things or some some philosophers. Um, I like Frederick Nietzsche, who who's a nihilist. He invented nihilism, and that's kind of what I said. It's like nothing matters. Like we're we're all just here. So do what you want. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And that's where I've gotten that from. Do you ever think about, like, what motivates people and stuff like that? And, it, it like, so you think, like, like you said, the the number one thing, or, like, all it really is is make yourself happy. But, like, why do we have to be happy? Like, that, that, like, do you ever think about that stuff? And, like, does that ever motivate you to keep pushing and keep asking questions towards I mean, it? Uh, making myself happy is definitely my biggest motivation. I mean... We don't have to be happy. We don't have to be anything. I just would rather be happy than to not be happy. Yeah. And but every, but like, I think it was either Plato or Socrates. They talk about this, like the, the number one goal for like all humans is just to be happy. Whatever you're doing, it's just a vehicle to happiness. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm all for that. I don't think people should do anything that doesn't make them 100% happy. Yeah. I don't think you should, like, confine yourself to a box and work 40 hours a week doing something that doesn't make you happy just to financially support yourself. Mm. You know? Agreed. Um, I'm all for happiness. Yeah. But the, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, the fact that, like, we all share that in common, there's something in us that we're all, like, no matter what you're upbringing is what your language is what your culture is anything like that that that's all in us like i don't know that doesn't raise any questions that's not seeing something at all um i can definitely see where people can draw conclusions with that stuff but personally i'm i'm just not able to or like the golden rule like the idea we should treat everybody like they're us, you know? Yeah, treat everyone. And, like, if you do if you do help someone, somehow that makes you feel better. Mm -hmm. Something about that. Yeah, no, definitely giving feels better than receiving. I can agree with that. But is, does that raise, that raise any, like, hmm, questions to, like, to look into that? In a sense, like, why would that make me feel better if I'm doing something for someone else? I think that can be answered like psychologically by a psychiatrist, but I just the workings of the brain. Just the workings of the brain, yeah. You get it's all just it's all just chemistry. We're just big sacks of chemistry, yeah, and that's all it is. 
And some people can think of my ideology of like, oh, that's sad. That's all you think about big sacks of chemistry. But if it makes you but happy. That's I think I think it's fascinating and amazing, like how complex organisms we are to like be able to have a conversation like this and have these thoughts. I don't think there's anything. There's no negative connotation to that. Yeah. I just don't. I would rather just be in awe at the complexness of humans rather than try to say, oh, there's no way we're this complex without some something above us. Something above us. Like I think we should just appreciate. Like maybe we are. Yeah. You know. I can get behind that. Do Do you meditate at all? Uh, I've tried. I just have such a busy head that I, I can't do it. Can't, don't say you can't. Don't say you can't do something, because you definitely can. I mean, like, I've tried. I've tried guided meditations. Like, I've had a couple good experiences where I've actually felt relief from it. But it's... There's no failing at meditating. And no matter... Yeah. If you're giving yourself the time to think, that's meditating, you know? Yeah, I would say my form of meditation is like shutting off all my electronics, everything, and like just grabbing a book. That, yeah, that helps clear my head. Hundred. But I wouldn't say like I sit crisscross applesauce on no, the floor. I don't do that either. You know, like yeah. my form of meditating, I'll before I get up in the morning, I'll just lay in my bed and just let whatever was in my head run through my head. You know, there's this concept of like catch and release, and it's just you let the ideas flow your, through your head, the thoughts flow through your head, the constant flooding of whatever it is. You think about it, and then once you realize that you've like, once you can recognize your thinking, you can recognize that you're going off in a tangent, you go like stop, like, and just focus on your breath again, you know? Yeah. And the goal for me is to whenever I feel like I'm centered, I'm in that moment, I can start my day, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not easy, and in, and most days I don't even get there, but that's the goal, you know, is to get through some thoughts, yeah. let them pass through my head, because I'd like to think a lot of us have cluttered heads, you know, like, they, if you're not thinking, if, like, you don't want to think, you know what I'm saying, and, like, your thoughts and your ideas aren't yours, they're just passing through your head, you know, yeah. and it's like, people, people attach themselves to the thoughts, and then they think they're them, and they say, why am I thinking this, why am I that? But like practicing meditation, it's helped me clear my head in that sense that I can just let the thoughts go through. But then in my day, when I'm just going through and I realize I'm getting caught up in my head, I'm getting like I can stop and I can be back in the moment, you know, and I can and I can just let it happen. But it's like like there's no there's no failing to meditation, even if you sit there. And you're laying in your bed for 10 minutes and you can't stop the flood of thoughts. The fact that you even gave yourself those 10 minutes of no stimulus to let them pass through, yeah. it, it helps. I mean, that's honestly every night for me before bed. I'm laying in bed for probably an hour and a half, two hours before I can actually fall asleep. Everything's off. It's just nonstop rush of thoughts that, mm-hmm. that keep me up or just keep me from being able to fall asleep or maybe it's just because I can't fall asleep that my mind is just busy but it's every single night just my mind's going a mile a minute and I, I honestly don't know what to do about it I just wait until the point where I'm so exhausted that I fall asleep yeah I feel you there's nights like that for me I used to be like that every night too until I started working on being in the moment because 
a big thing. This is what I realized. I realized if I listen to music all day, or if I'm watching YouTube all day, if I'm doing something to distract my mind, to distract myself from listening to myself, then the longer I'm going to be up at night, laying awake, staring at the ceiling, yeah. waiting for the thoughts to just pass through to fall asleep. But if I give myself 10, 15 minutes to just let shit flood through my head throughout the day, uh, one or tw- once or twice throughout the day, I catch myself like, going down those tangents and I say, hmm, let me just try to stay here, be in the moment, and try to listen to my breath, listen to my heart, listen to my body just performing homeostasis, you know? Mm-hmm. That makes me, it clears my head in that moment, and then when I get to bed, I have less shit to go through, you know what I'm saying? I have less less things to worry about. Yeah, I, I can definitely get behind that. It's also, my mind is always just so full of thoughts uh, completely throughout the day. Like, it's never, I'm never not in my head. Mm. I'm not necessarily, like, stressing about the past or the future. It's just, like, my head is just always working way too hard. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm always allowing the thoughts to come through. I'm always internally processing them. But it's still, I just have a brain that overworks so much and it's mentally exhausting for me sometimes yeah. I, I want to be able to just shut it off but I I can't really find a way to do that yeah like um I have constant like internal dialogue every time I when you're talking you still hear someone talking to you yeah yeah, yeah. like if I meet someone new for the first time or I'm having a conversation like I'm talking to myself in my head while I'm physically having this conversation with the person. Like right now, is someone still in your head talking? Yeah, like I, I have my conscious like speaking to me. What, what's a what's a behind behind your thoughts right now? Like what's something you're thinking while you're talking? Um, honestly, it, I'm asking myself if I should ask you if it's okay for me to rip my jewel but then we just had a conversation about like not ripping <laughs> so I have that whole conversation going on in my head right now while I'm having this conversation yeah you can rip it if you want I, I know but I'm just like practicing self-control right now yeah I'm like my hand's just been in here touching it if you want it you can but I don't suggest you do but if you want it I know I'm just gonna practice self-control for a little bit longer respect it yeah but I'm <laughs> that's so funny that you say that that's mad funny shit like that's always in my head during the day like I'll be talking to someone and I'll see something and I'll just be like I'll see something I want to compliment them on like and I'll never I'll be thinking the whole time stressing on like what they'll think if I say the compliment or something Mm -hmm. something little like that and then I'll just end up being like alright bye and then peace and you know and that's usually what happens like it's usually some surface level thing because I can't say what I'm thinking yeah I'm definitely used to be the same way so much I I think growing up with three older sisters have, have made me very internally judgmental. Yeah. Like, I judge everybody I see. Whether that's, like, for better or for worse, like, if I'm thinking good things or bad things. Like, I'm constantly judging people. And recently I've got to the point where I'll say, like, what I feel like when I see a person. Like, I'll if I like someone's outfit doesn't matter like how old like i'll tell them i like their outfit because yeah. i know it'll make their day yeah and yeah. if i see their physical reaction change like if they feel better that's gonna make me feel better so i think that's just like a bit of motivation to say what you feel like if you have a compliment for someone just say it like what's just the worst that can happen i gotta start doing that i just gotta start saying it because if someone randomly compliments you like you're gonna feel good yeah so I mean, obviously like 
Same should go for noise horses. But when you when you just explained your thoughts, did that click any moment of clarity? No. Always gone. Always flooded. Always flooded. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what I'm gonna do when I get home. If I should put <laughs> put stuff on my wound. <laughs> she get that shit checked out. At least for a break, bro. If you broke a bone. Yeah. Uh, I'm just very prone to injuries. Yeah, I can't imagine. Like the last summer, I slashed my ankle open, like to the bones, gushing blood. And I was in Michigan. I was on an island in Michigan, because my family has like a cabin out there. No power, no running water. Kind of like far away from everything. Jesus, fucking survival mode. And I was like, well, we can't go to the hospital. I mean, like we could. It would just take a couple hours to get there. So I was like, yeah, just give me some duct tape and I duct taped my foot up I was fine yeah it healed yeah I mean it's definitely definitely got infected but it eventually healed <laughs> that's the shit I've ever heard <laughs> just fucking duct tape an open wound yeah I like duct taped it like stitches though it actually like held it close damn good. but I think it was just because I was in like lake water there's some microorganisms all up in it Fucking hillbilly doctor type shit. Yeah, I'm gonna. I will do anything I gotta do to not go to the doctors. You don't trust them, or you just don't want to be there. I have just spent so much time in the hospitals, like over the course of my life, that if it's like something like this, it's not worth going to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want anything to do. Like fuck it, I'll be there for something else. Yeah, exactly. I'll be there for something more important. I don't. Need keep hospital staff busy just cause I scraped my arm or cut my foot yeah um yeah no it's pretty gnarly my whole back is torn open Jesus that happened what today yesterday two days ago it happened Sunday yeah Jesus fucking Christ yeah me Beef his dad Ricardo we were all cruising you were the only one wiped out? Yeah. Damn. Did you keep riding after? You're like, um, we gotta get these home? Well, I gave the bike to my boy, and then I hopped in my boy's car to drive back to the house to clean myself up. So, like, I, I did just, like, get up and yeah. get in the car and drive home. Yeah. Well, I drove to Beast Grip, and his sister cleaned me up. Nice. Yeah, cause she, I think she works at Mass General. She, she knows what she's doing. Solid. You got it. You got it. You don't have to go to the hospitals. They come to you. Yeah. You get it some way, somehow. Yeah. I, I feel like I know a person for everything. I feel that way, too, about a lot of things. Yeah. Like, it's better to have. It's more personable that way. Exactly. Um, I feel like if any problem presents itself to me in my life, I feel like I have a person I'm close with that can help me out. Agreed. And, like, I have a good enough relationship where I don't feel bad asking for help. And I'm very lucky in that way. It's a good-ass feeling to have. Yeah, it is. Um, not to go back too far, but you said one time you are doing guided meditations and stuff like that, and it did give you relief for a second. Like, mm-hmm. what, do you, what do you mean by that? Um, like, it was, like, this audio where it, it kind of walks you through it. Like, it tells you what to think. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, imagine you're walking down a path in the forest or something. And then it was something like that. And 
it kind of cleared my head because I was so focused on trying to do what the audio was telling me to do that it blocked everything else out. Mm. So I guess something like that can try to work, but then my internal dialogue kicks in and it's like, you can't trick yourself out of this. Yeah. You're forced to think like this. Like you said, I'm not, I'm not going to let you get the chance. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's where I'm at. Never mind. There's there's this thing on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen them, the Headspace things. It's like a series where it gives like eight meditations. It's pretty good. You should definitely try it. Yeah, you know. I will try it. I mean, if you like having the dialogue in your head, but if it's it's causing you not to sleep, you know. What I'm saying? I feel like I'm in constant conflict with the dialogue in my head. You don't like it in your head. I mean, it has its pros and its cons. It is just exhausting though. Mm. Um, but I mean having it has made me very comfortable with being by myself mm-hmm. like I feel like I I don't need to be around people anymore I mean I mean I love being around people but I don't feel like I have to be yeah like I'm very content with being alone do you ever do you ever talk out loud when you're alone yeah all the time yeah same all the time I even like talk to my dogs too like I all the time. When I'm when I'm at work, I'll be I'll be saying shit out loud that's like so out of context. And it, so one time the other day, someone heard me and they just looked at me and they they looked at me like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Like, who? Are you? They looked around. They're like, "Who are you talking to?" Like, they're yeah. scared because yeah. I was like having like an internal like funny argument of two people that I like made up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't even a real thing. I was dead ass just trying oh, to make myself I do laugh. Shit like that all the time. When I'm just driving around, I say things out loud to myself and I I think I'm hysterical like, dude I, I all day I'm dead ass making myself laugh yeah no it's great like I'll just even even if it's like shallow and rude like I'm driving and I see like someone funny looking and I just make fun of them out loud to myself I, or I like make up scenarios in my head of like things happening I'll do I'll try to talk like I'll see someone and I'll try to talk like they're conscious you know what I'm saying like yeah. I'll say shit like what they're thinking yeah. right now that shit makes me die cause I'm just fucking yeah. alone making roasting the shit out of this person <laughs> who's just in their car trying to live that, their life that's me all the time I'm such a people watcher yeah I mean, I'm hit just, I, I'm I stare yeah. I've been told that I stare too I, yeah. I lock eyes with people and I'll just fucking look at you yeah I don't, I don't I'm not scared of it I'll stare anybody the fuck down yeah I, yeah, I get pe- I get stared at and I stare at people, which is cool. It's good. It's yeah, nice. I think it's it's good to lock eye contact with people. Yeah, to feel something, you know, because you're like, whoa. Yeah, you yeah. Can, you can feel that. You pick up something looking into their soul gates. Yeah, if it's good or bad, if you're feeling something. You believe you believe in a soul or everything's in your mind. Everything's in your mind. It's all your mind. Yeah, you're all created. Everything it's just already pre pre-made well, I mean the way your mind develops yeah that's true good point how like you grow up and whatnot and your encounters and your experiences but yeah um I don't believe in a soul like when you die your soul leaves your body and it flows away somewhere I don't know I don't know about that yeah but What's it called? Ne- Neo nihilism. Nihilism. N i h i l. 
Or you can just look up Friedrich Nietzsche. Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah. Uh, I I can agree with the idea that if there is nothing to just like you make said, the most make the most of it you yeah. know that goes along with a lot of my beliefs yeah but i'd like i'd like to think there's a little more i guess from what i've seen in my life i feel like i've seen a little bit more you know yeah you ever you ever done any psychedelics no i feel like it's always important to be in a good headspace to do psychedelics mm-hmm. i just feel like i'm never in a good headspace and I just don't want to fuck myself over. Like, I'm not against it. Like, if I did find myself where I'm actually, like, content, mm-hmm. my head is quiet, like, I would no hesitation to do them. But are these goals? Like, are you motivated to do that? Or I wouldn't it- say I'm necessarily motivated to go out of my way to do psychedelics. I'm just not... No, not necessarily psychedelics, but, like, finding, like, clearing your head, you know? Yeah, I would love to have my head cleared. I just don't know how. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm on meds, but they still don't even do much for me. You think meds are helping or hurting? Um, well, actually, it actually helps. I used to get, like, these heavy mood swings that would completely just knock me down. Yeah. And I don't get those anymore, which is great. Like, I would come home from work, and I would just go to my room and break down, you know, for absolutely no reason. But the meds have kind of taken that away. It's good, but still, I need something quiet down the head. I want to find a way to do it naturally before I seek a psychiatrist. Yeah. My best suggestion would be meditating. Yeah. Touching the earth, just chilling outside. Yeah. Listening to birds. I have a lot of places where I can go to, like, actually get away from civilizations and electronics and stuff um so do you have dogs i have dogs yeah you take them on nature walks and stuff yeah so i used to have this really big dog haverson he's an irish wolfhound he lives in my house down in north carolina i miss him me and him used to just go into the woods like we, i don't walk him with a leash or anything he always just like stays within 15 yards and those were great for my mental health but now he's down at our house in North Carolina, and the dog I have up with me now is a Boston Terrier, just a crackhead that I can't take on walks. Yeah, it's not job. But have you um have you heard about the dunes like in Cape, like the tip of the Cape? Yeah. So my family has a, a dune shack in there, which is like miles away from anything. It's right on the water. There's nobody around for miles. You have to hike out there to get there. No electricity, no running water. I mean, you have a propane-powered fridge. You have a water pump. You have to pump your own water. Yeah, yeah. And just being out there, it's like one of my favorite things too. I go almost every summer, get away from absolutely everything, and I just sit there and do nothing, no phone, just hear and see and smell nature, and I love it. And we have another one of those places out in Michigan, where it's on our own island. That's fire. I just love to go out and do things like that. I would love to live off the grid, honestly. Mm. There's days where I say, fuck it, I I wish I could just do that. And there's days where I really appreciate being on the grid. Because like I said, I'm an extrovert. The second I'm alone, I get, like, it's just not good, you know? Mm -hmm. I just start getting in my own head, like you said. 
But that's what I try to work on. That's what I try to prepare for is when I am alone to be able to be with myself, you know, because... Mm-hmm. I'm the other way around. I have to, like, prepare to be with other people. That's funny. Yeah, like, I hate crowds. I hate being around, like, big groups of people. Dude, that's my fucking area. That's, I'm... like, when I can just talk to people, when I can just do this, this is all I want in life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, people say, like, you do whatever makes you happy and stuff like that and deadass just being around people makes me happy like I feel like whatever job I had it would make me happy like every job I've ever had I've always enjoyed it because I'm just with people with new people just talking to people I mean that's definitely like a great character trait to have it's been a blessing and I'm honestly a little envious because I don't really like people yeah to be honest I mean, I can get along with anyone. You can put me in a room with anyone and I can get along with them. Yeah. But it doesn't mean, like, I enjoy doing so. I like, I just like trying to understand people, you know? Like, I like trying to see, like, what the fuck they think about things, you know? Yeah, no, I'm definitely fascinated by, like, how other people think and their thought processes. Like, I've been fascinated by, I don't know if it's, like, rude for you to say, but just, like, how borderline dumb and, like, naive some people are. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, I wonder what it's like to, like, be in their shoes, think the way that they think. Been, I don't want to sound, like, a narcissist or anything. I get what you're saying. But though. you've definitely met, like, some people that you can just tell, like... And you're like, what the, the fuck? The lights are off up Do there. you even think? Yeah. Lights are off. Lights are on, no one's on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I'm just, like, I'm... I'm just so curious as to, like, what it would be like to be like that. There's some people who have no self-awareness, and you're almost like, how? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're like, what is... That, that scares me, seeing someone that's not self-aware. I'm just, like... I'm just, like, shocked. Yeah. But also, like, in, in the same way, I can also be envious. Like, I just wish... I, so I, easy like that. Yeah. To not be aware. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it is. Definitely, in my opinions, it's better to be aware. Yeah, no, definitely. You enjoy enjoy more. Exactly, and you have more intuition, I feel like maybe motivation to actually go outside of the box, versus like if you're not self-aware and you just take anything that's handed to you and you don't mind being confined. Yeah. You know, that scares me. Mm. Um... It definitely, it is a blessing and a curse. I'm, I'm grateful for that. But again, I don't want to sound like a, a narcissist. No, I, it's not a narcissist because we all like. It's not. It's not some people suck. <laughs> you can yeah. say it. Yeah. Some people suck. Not everybody's good, you know. And it's th- like, it's just how it is. There's a there's a comedian with a good joke about that. But what, what comedian? Tom Segura. He's a joke where, like, a, I don't know, it's a long thing. He, it's just about, at the end of it, the punchline's like, some people just suck, and it's just funny. But, uh, you got You want to wrap this up? You got any last things you want to say? Um, to the peeps? Nothing I can think about off top, to be honest. Word. You can wrap it up. Right. Peace out. Take it easy.